Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And they reanimate the serial killer in the future, in space, and he gets a brand new mask. Oh. But, uh... That's a good one. Oh, I like that you one. You like that one? If you <laughs> didn't like want to it. know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that's a spoiler. But guess what? I've got another Not spoiler. Not really, it's the plot of a movie. Oh, okay, right, right. But I've got, I've got another okay, spoiler. Okay, he's going to redeem himself. Yeah, okay. Because I think this is quite, quite appropriate, and I think you'll know why. Mm. The greaser jumps over the shark. In a surfboard. <laughs> if you wow. didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show. Because that's another one. That's another spoiler for that's you. That's a good one, too. I really like that one, too. Wow, he's on fire this episode. What's changed? Jesus. Uh, I'm, just I'm not teasing. sick anyway. anymore. Fair. Oh, out there we go. He's fully recovered after, what was it, a month of this weeks? Was, oh, my God. I, I don't know if anybody could pick this up. Maybe they could because they yes. sounded congested in every single episode. But I was sick for like a month. Yes, I was. You were possessed po- by a demon from all the demon possession movies that we were talking about. Yeah, I think over I think the last that was month, it. I think I was talking about demons, and then I got possessed. I was in a play. The yeah. play recently finished, and I was just sick through that entire run. Just a month of just being sick. It never got better. I think I'm finally becoming human again. Great, nobody cares. Let's move on to talking about Fast X, also known as Fast Ten. Your seatbelts, in my books, anyway. <laughs> Funny. Would you believe? Oh wow! Look, he's all upset. <laughs> yeah, well, you were mean to me first. Yeah, I know. So. I'm sorry. Let's all apologize to each other. I'm, I'm sorry, Kieran. So you didn't apologize to me. So I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Now we'll move on. So, <laughs> so we last talked about Fast and Furious or F9. We talked about the last installment. We did an actual spoilers where we went back and revisited the movie all the way back in December 2021. Does it really feel like it's been that long since we last talked Fast and Furious? Yeah, it uh, it does feel like a long time. Because we predicted, well, we predicted F9 all the way back in 2019, and then the movie was delayed until 2021. We finally got around to seeing it in 2021, and now it's been at least, well, nearly two years, or at least a yeah. year and a half, until we're talking about the sequel. I remember very little about that movie, do you? Uh, I went back and listened to our two older episodes. Cool. So I remember a lot of the major plot points, but uh, a lot of the little details escaped me. But uh, I don't think these movies are about the little details, to be perfectly honest. No. It's not the little things. No, it isn't. It not. certainly isn't the little things. They've got some level of excitement going on in screen <laughs> at any given point. So, so it's at this point that we typically go into our histories in the Fast and Furious franchise. But since we've done two previous installments in the Fast and Furious franchise before... I, I think it's sort of superfluous to to go back and do it a, a third time. So, if you haven't listened to those other Fast and Furious movies, and now we've covered Hobbs and Shaw as well as Fast 9 in the past. Two very different movies, if you ask me. Yes. But, yeah, we really went into our histories with the characters and the movies and the franchise in general in those ones. So, if you want to continue that storyline, go back and catch up with those ones if you haven't already. So, we're just going to basically dive into it as though you're already familiar with the Fast and Furious franchise. And as if you're already familiar with our histories and experiences with the previous Fast and Furious movies. So, this movie, let's get straight into talking about Fast X. I'm so sad. I'm so sad they didn't call it Fast 10, your seatbelts. They're missing a massive it was, opportunity. It was right there. Like I said last week, I think it was Vin Diesel who was putting his foot down and be like, no, this is serious business. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed to be fun. Um, maybe, you know, maybe all the good writing was left for the movie, not for the title. Good point. Now, interestingly enough, this is the eighth most expensive movie ever made. Wow. With a $340 million budget. Oh, boy. He's chasing James Cameron. Oh, boy. <laughs> with this one. And this will be the second longest Fast and Furious movie ever made, clocking in at 141 minutes. 
meaning it's only two minutes shorter than the longest installment, which was the previous one we watched, F9. <laughs> okay. So, we've got two minutes extra in our lives so we can use to do something good. <laughs> Hooray. So, Paul Walker's daughter, Meadow, by the way, is set to have a cameo in this movie. I didn't work her into my plot at all. Uh, me neither, but I'm sure she'll be there, you know, yeah. in, in one scene. Yeah, she might be there in some capacity, but I don't think she's going to be a major character. I no. think it'll just be like a nice little cameo. Maybe she'll be at the barbecue. Maybe. That'd be interesting. They're like, who's this? <laughs> they need who's to get stranger? They need to get more seats for that barbecue. Like, everyone's yeah. invited. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be... It's like that ad. Do you remember that ad around Christmas time where it's like the family, there's a huge family, and they've got all these tables <laughs> Connected to each other, they go all yeah. across the globe. I think that's a hyper local ad as well. So only people who live in Sydney will get that reference. <laughs> Maybe it's Australia wide. <laughs> it seemed like an expensive ad, but that's how I'm seeing the Fast and Furious family barbecues <laughs> happening now. The barbecue just gets bigger, bigger, bigger. Till it's just like the Great Wall of China <laughs> across America. Yes. I think this is something that will tickle you, Matty D. In a recent interview, Vin Diesel compared the Fast and Furious franchise to The Lord of the Rings, saying that both have a rich and complicated mythology. How how can you keep a straight face and say that? It's Vin Diesel. How can he think he, that? He can do nothing but do a straight face. <laughs> yeah, okay. My apologies, Vin. Okay, we're, we're, the gloves are off. We're 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 because he says when they sit down to like brainstorming. I like to believe that it's him like coming up with all the ideas and doing everything, like even directing the movies, even though it isn't. Here are my pictures on yeah. what I want in movie. But he was saying like it's really tough when you sit down and come up with a new plot for one of these movies because you got such a rich lore and mythology that you've got to be loyal to. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking exactly about? Exactly like the the lore from J.R. Tolkien. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's just as rich. That's ridiculous. He said that he yes. compared. The world building in the Fast and Furious <laughs> yes. franchise to Lord of the Rings. That's right. What a so goddamn he's got idiot. Own, he's got his own version of the, the Fast and Furious Silmarillion. <laughs> Where are we going like to get backstory the, the on- appendices of Fast and Furious? <laughs> his car was forged in the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Vin. What's wrong with Nine you? Nine cars were given to the, <laughs> to the Lords of Men. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Lord Cypher. Oh my god. Money will come and go. We know that. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. Salute me, familia. Oh dear. Uh, what's 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 Rock's name? Um, he's he's he he's Hobbs, right? Yeah, he's Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs didn't turn up to any Fast and Furious on that day or any day since. <laughs> oh dear. All right, let's get into talking about this movie. Well, we already are in a loose way. So, what do we know about this new movie so far? All right, so we have about three or four trailers for three or this four? movie. I saw fifteen at least. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I stopped after three or four. Oh man, there were so many. I spent. An hour and a half just watching the trailers really? for this movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's well, more. I think than I've I seen thought. the movie. <laughs> well, half of it. We know how long it is. So, based on the trailers that I've seen, what we what we get is, um, and this may seem familiar to a lot of people who have watched oh. the Fast and Furious movie, that uh, Dom is enjoying the retired life by the look of it, and uh, bad guy yep. attacks his family. The bad guy is Jason Momoa. It's very flamboyant, yep. over the top. Uh, they call him like a peacocky kind yes. of character. I think that's the perfect word to describe him it from what good. I'm seeing. It is a, it is a good uh, description of that character. So, it's somebody from Dom's past, surprise, surprise, and he's going oh. back for revenge on Dom and Dom's family, and Dom has to recruit the crew together. Surprise, surprise. And we see a lot of action scenes, a lot of driving around, a lot of location jumping, a lot of explosions, a lot of cool stuff. Cool stuff, you know, for Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's that's what we get from this 
For, uh, do you have anything yeah, to add? Yeah, certainly is. Well, I have the plot synopsis to add. Okay. So, the plot synopsis goes as follows. In 2011's Fast Five, Domini's crew took out nefarious Brazilian drug kingpin Hernan Reyes and decapitated his empire on a bridge in Rio de Janeiro. What they didn't know that Reyes' son Dante witnessed it all and has spent his last 12 years masterminding a plan to make Dom pay the ultimate price. Dante's plot will scatter Dom's family from Los Angeles to the catacombs of Rome, from Brazil to London, and from Portugal to Antarctica. That's right, they're going to be driving around with penguins. They're going to Antarctica? Yes, I've worked it into my plot. Oh, no. New allies will be forged and old enemies will resurface. But everything changes when Dom discovers that his own eight-year-old son is the ultimate target of Dante's vengeance. Now, mind you, I haven't seen all of the Fast and Furious movies. The only ones I've seen is Eight, Nine, and Hobbs and Shaw. Uh Uh-huh. But this plot is identical to the other two movies that I've seen. From what I understand, the first handful of Fast and Furious movies didn't revolve around Dom basically as being the centre of attention. But no, I think from eight onwards, every plot seems to be someone from Dom's past is targeting Dom specifically and his family. And in Fast 8, they kidnapped his son. So this is a plot line that they've already done. Yes. In F9, if we remember, someone from Dom's past was targeting him and his family. We've got the same thing happening here, and even his son is kidnapped a second time. Do you think the well is running a little dry? Couldn't we focus? What What about if the movie was focusing on Ramsay? What if someone from Ramsay's past <laughs> comes back, was yeah. coming for revenge and they had to protect her? That'd be something nice and different, but it feels like all of these movies have just evolved into, oh, uh, Dom is the most important character in the world, and someone from the past has come out to get revenge against him. Yeah, well, he's, he's the main character since Brian is no longer here. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yes. It definitely feels like that. It definitely feels like they just take away the antagonist of one movie and then replace it with a new antagonist yes. and do the exact same plot and pretend this is the the audacity as well as they pretend it's a new thing. Yeah. Like all the promotional material was like, oh, this is the first time someone from Dom's past is coming back to, you know, attack his family and it's personal. Unless you saw the last movie. It's, that's that's all the movies. What are you talking about? How many of the movies have you seen, just to refresh people? Um, so I saw the first and second one and I think I have saw bits of Tokyo Drift, if you count that. I saw Hobson Shaw, sure. Sean nine so you haven't seen all of them so no. you can't presume that they're all about this because no. from what i understand they're i think not. i saw eight i thought think i saw bits of eight but you know that everyone I think knows you did you said in the past you said you haven't okay, seen eight maybe not these aren't my movies everyone knows sure. this so i don't have a like good recall on them i definitely okay. have seen nine i've definitely seen any any well, i can guarantee the you the first one and at least the second one and tokyo drift for that matter wasn't about someone from dom's past getting revenge on him no so i think this is only back. something that they started with fast eight what is the eighth one called Furious 8? I don't remember. I don't know. It was, it was something. Fast 8, your seatbelts? Oh, <laughs> Fast That eight joke is already getting tired. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, if you ask me, I think this movie looks identical to the last movie we covered. Yeah. With the a little bit of F8. It, like a, a fair amount of F8 thrown in there as well. I'm just going to call it F8. Fate of the Furious. That's what That's it was called. It was. Fate of the Furious. That's some smart name. So, yeah. I'm not seeing a lot different, but will that help our plots out this week? I guess it might. I guess it might not. We might be thrown off from the previous experiences we had. Because Maddie Dare and I just happened to go. We were in the cinemas two days ago. Yes. And we were sitting there hoping and praying that this, the trailer for this movie would come on. Just because we, we both hadn't started our research at this point. No. And we were like, oh, let's, oh, you know, we'll get a head start on what this movie is going to be about. So, we both saw the, the trailer for this movie for the first time in the cinemas and we were like, it's exactly the same as the trailers for the last movie we covered. Yes. So we both sort of looked at each other and were like, this is going to be pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. We just take our plots from last time. Well, well, actually, we just take the plot of the last movie because if we take our plots from last time, we're going to be wrong. But we take the plot of the last movie, switch out the character names and we'll be set. Yeah, copy paste and we're done. 
And I, that's basically what I did. I don't know if that's what you did, Matty Dick. And I think it's really important to point out as well that you can currently see this movie in cinemas. On the day that this podcast is released, it should coincide with the, the day that this movie is released. But of course, as we all know by now, all of our episodes are recorded in advance. So we're recording this way before the movie has come out. So there's no way that we could have seen what's going to happen in the plot. And no plot details, as far as we know, have been leaked. I believe the movie's already premiered in Rome, but aside from just seeing that it happened, yeah, we went there. We didn't know anybody who was there, so none of us are cheating, and I think it'll be fairly obvious from our plot predictions that neither of us did cheat this time. Well, we won't know until we see the movie, which we can do right now. So before we dive into our plot predictions, let's talk about who's in this movie, and there are so many actors in this movie. There's so many characters, returning characters, new characters, so I'm just going to focus on who I see as the major characters or the focus characters. And then I'm just going to breeze over everybody who we've talked about in previous episodes and all the characters and actors who I don't think are going to have a huge impact on this movie. That's fair. Sounds fair? Okay, cool. There is a lot of people to talk about, so I think that's a good way to do it. So, returning as the character of Dominic Toretto is Mr. Vin Diesel. When was the last time we saw Vin Diesel, Matty D? You and I saw Vin Diesel or heard Vin Diesel's voice when we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and we only did a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 episode two weeks ago. So, yeah, we had the pleasure of hearing his voice in a movie. Didn't get to see him, though. So, we're going to get the full experience with this movie. He's going to be back again. Now, returning as his wife, Letty Ortiz, is Michelle Rodriguez, who, of course, we've talked about in the past with the other Fast and Furious movies. And a new character to the series, playing the character of Dante Reyes, is Jason Momoa, who we've never talked about on this show before. Probably best known for being Aquaman or that guy from Game of Thrones. We haven't talked about him? No, we've never covered a movie with Jason Momoa in it. Oh, wow. Can you think of any movies we've covered with Jason Momoa in it? No. Because yeah. we haven't covered any. That's crazy. We're going to be talking about the new Aquaman movie in a couple of weeks, oh, so he's going to be back again. Oh, that's exciting. You're excited for that one. I like the first one. Makes one of us. Anyway, so this character of Dante, to me, every- when I first saw him in the trailers, I'm like, this looks like a guy you'd see down at the pub. <laughs> you you know, it kind of looks like he has a bit of a beer belly, bit of a second chin, you know what I mean? I know that he's super buff, but like he's a little bit chunkier than he's looked in like the Aquaman movies or some of the Justice League movies. Yeah, he's playing a very different type of character, and he said yeah. this in interviews, he's going against type because he's like, he's usually the cool, tough, macho guy. Yeah. He's being very uh, eccentric yeah. in this movie. He looks like he runs like a small batch brewery, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We live in a very trendy area. I was going to say, so. we live in like trendy yeah. inner city area. So, so yeah, so every second us, guy in our neighborhood looks, looks like, like this looks guy. Like him, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if like at the end of the movie, him and Dom end up like resolving their differences, shaking hands and they're just sitting at a Do bar. Do you want to try this craft brew? Yeah. <laughs> he shares his mamoa, mimosas or something Gives like that. Some, uh, mustache wax. Yeah. <laughs> so next up returning is the character of Cypher, who's been the villain since the Fate of the Furious, is Charlize Theron. That was a weird way of pronouncing her name, but uh, I'm sticking with it. So, I think the only time we've really talked about her is in these Fast and Furious movies. Have we seen her in anything else recently? I can't think of something else we've seen her in. And playing the character of Tess, who is a new character, I believe it's the daughter of Mr. Nobody, is Brie Larson, who we haven't talked about since she was Captain Marvel in, I believe, Avengers Endgame. Excited to have her back. Yeah. We loved her. Maybe she'll have a bit more range in this character. Wow. Because Captain Marvel, I've got to say, of all the superheroes we've covered, has to be one of the most bland, boring superheroes we've covered. No fault of Brie Larson's. I think it's just the character. So I'm actually keen to see what Brie Larson can do in a role that isn't Captain Marvel. Wow. (laughs) You look shocked by that revelation. I think you're a little bit mean on old Captain Marvel. Well, that movie sucked. We're we're covering a- And we're covering a a sequel sequel to it. right? So, look forward to that. four years in the making. (laughs) Jeez. Well, hopefully she does something different in this new movie. 
has some some opportunity to show some range because, like I said, what did she do in that first movie? Uh, kicked ass. Yeah. So does Vin Diesel in all these movies. I don't hear you complimenting his like stone face performance. <laughs> so when Brie Larson does it, you have a yeah. you don't have a real issue with that. Not at all. Why not? I'm progressive. She's sexy. <laughs> she's sexy. When like, she does it, I can't fuck pretty- Vin Diesel. What? I can't what? Fuck Vin Diesel. <laughs> All right, so returning as Roman Pierce is Tyrese Gibson. Returning as Tage Parker is Chris Ludacris Bridges. Returning as Ramsey, my favourite character from these movies, is Natalie Emmanuel. <laughs> Returning as Mia Toretto is Jordana Brewster. Returning as Jacob Toretto, the villain from the previous movie, is John Cena. Returning as Deckard Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw, and he wasn't in the previous movie except for a, like a post credit scene, is Jason Statham. And returning as Queenie Shaw is Helen Mirren, who we've talked about heaps of times. We only talked about her a couple of weeks ago with Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah. It's funny that he, like, brought up the Fast as in, like, Shazam brought up the Fast yes. and Furious movies when she's in them. Yes. And even made the joke about family and stuff. <laughs> exactly. And returning as the character of Han is Sung Kang. And playing the character of Agent Ames, who is a new character, is Alan Richardson. And returning as the character of Little Nobody, who is Mr. Nobody's little lackey, is Scott Eastwood, who, of course, is the, the son of Clint Eastwood. Little Nobody. <laughs> yes. It was a joke that they had in The Fate of the Furious. Yeah. So, if you watched that movie, you probably would have laughed your ass off all the way through, because it was a constant <laughs> joke in that. And playing the new character of Isabel is Daniela Melchior. When was the last time we talked about Daniela Melchior? No Eddie idea. D? No idea? Was it something recent? Well, it was, because cast your mind back two days ago when we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3... When they invaded the the flesh planet and took the woman hostage, that was her. Oh, okay. And she was Ratcatcher 2 from the Suicide Squad. Oh, cool. So, there you go. She was good in Suicide Squad. Yeah. She wasn't bad in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 either for the little role that she she had. She didn't do much, though. She did more than some of the other characters. I guess so. All right, let's get into our plots. So, before we do that as well, I just want to get into my writing process. Oh, tell me. I had no time to write this plot. And I think it's going to be really clear when you hear my plot that I had no time to write this plot. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> and so, the whole time I was writing it, I was just like, oh, I don't have time to do this. Should I just team up with Matty D and we'll just do it on the spot on the day? And I was like, no, no, we just did a team up episode. We've got to do separate plots. And we probably have separate ideas anyway, so I'll just stick to it. Oh, should I team up with Matty D? No, 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 stick to my guns. And then I just got to the point where I was just like, just write it. Just fucking write the thing. And so, I sat down and I just forced the plot out of my fingers. Sounds painful. And it took me a couple of hours, but yeah, I sat down and I nutted the whole thing out and I was just like, all right, all right, okay, there we go, that's good enough. No fault of this movie, it's just I didn't have the time to really pour everything into it and I know it's going to be a huge movie with a lot of set pieces and a lot of characters and a lot of things going on. So, I I wish, I apologise to everybody, I wish I had more time to really flesh this one out, but I really had to sort of bare bones it. So, yeah, this is just my little... uh, Uh, preamble apology for the quality of my plot this so, week. in your defence, I think you're right. I think this movie is going to be very complicated with a lot of moving parts, with a lot of characters. It's going to be nearly three hours. Yeah, with a lot of characters doing things. And it's going to be impossible to predict that or even, you know, talk about that. So, I think mm. getting the basic plot beats is the best thing you can do in a movie like this. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you'd be talking for four hours and, you know, yes. maybe get nothing right. So, I think you should cut yourself some slack. Okay, here. fair enough. Fair enough. And how was your writing process, Matty D? Oh, okay. We're talking about my writing process. So, uh, like you, I didn't have any time. I had so many things coming up and I- There were so many points in the week where I was like, I'll just leave this little bit at the end of the day to focus on my plot and I just couldn't get it done. Every single day this week I had something on and I was supposed to do it after I finished work on uh, Friday and I went- That's yesterday for us. Yes, that's yesterday. And I went to the gym and then I had to go buy some things and then before you know it, I had to go to 
uh, an event that I was going to, and right. I went and essentially, Kieran, and I'm being completely honest here, I woke up early, <laughs> a little hungover. Okay. And I watched the trailers for this movie. Some of the trailers. And then I wrote my plot. And I think it's very telling. So you're saying you when wrote I go it. go through my prediction. Yes. You're saying you wrote your plot just before you came to record. A few hours before I came to record. Wow, okay. I, I got up at 6 At least I was 12 hours before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, nothing against these movies per se. No. I didn't want to think about writing this plot. I think that's what hurt me as well. Yes. Because I was like, oh, I don't really want to do if this. people have listened to our episodes in the past where we covered, not Hobbs and Shaw, we both enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. Sure. But, no, Hobbs and Shaw. But with F9- <laughs> got Very it. good. With F9, neither of us really liked that movie. And so, I guess that's kind of hurt our impressions of this new movie. This new movie may be really fun and it may turn us around mm. on this franchise, but I'm not hopeful. Yeah. Randy D's not hopeful. I'm happy to be proved wrong. So, we really dragged our feet with this one we as did. well. We did. But even if you're a fan of these movies, you don't really want to think about what the plot's going to be. No. Because your, your experience You want to be is, surprised. Unless you're Vin Diesel and, and, and yeah. you think it's some Lord of the Rings scale yes. like story that he's building. You're going in there just to have a good time. That's right. You don't right. want to think about the plot. Also, we haven't mentioned that this is the second of the two final installments of this series. So, this is going to be essentially part one of okay. a two-part finale. Okay. But at the same time, I did read this morning that Vin Diesel's considering continuing the series after the finale as well. I don't know in what capacity, but I guess we'll find well, out. He needs to have work. There's no Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, exactly. Do. He's not going to be Groot again in the future. So, let's get straight into our plots. Enough fiddle-farting around. Yeah. I'm going to go first this week because Matty D went first the last time we did a separate plot prediction, and it's only fair. So, let's get straight into it. So, I think we're going to open with a flashback. Nice. To Rio de Janeiro in 2011. We're going to cut right near the end of the events of Fast Five. A much better movie from what I understand. Oh man, why didn't we do this together? Fast Five was a like a fan favourite from what I understand. And it was considered like the, the high point of the series. Okay. It changed the series into what it is today, basically. So, they went from like uh, stealing TVs in LA... You know, and doing street races to becoming international sort of secret agents. Right. So, that's where it happened. That's where it all came from. So, we see the events of the heist from Dante Reyes' point of view. Yes, I did watch the end of Fast Five as well to to flesh this bit out. Nice. And we see that Dom and Brian, in archival footage, of course, have stolen Hernan Reyes' vault using their cars. So, they use like cables to attach them to the back of their cars and they use the NOS to give it that extra kick to get the vault out of there. And Dante is hot on their heels. So, Dante is a new character that we're being introduced to in this movie. And so, he wasn't there in Fast Five, but using like CGI and a little bit of green screen trickery, we're going to insert him in scenes that he wasn't originally in. So, Dante is chasing Dom over a bridge in a four-wheel drive, while a nameless goon pops out of the sunroof to shoot at Dom with a Gatling gun. Dom is dragging the safe behind his car and uses the momentum of the safe to knock Dante's car off the bridge. Dante's father, Hernan, is killed when Dom's car collides with his... But Dante, who landed in the water below the bridge, is revealed to be the sole survivor. We zoom in on Dante's eyes as they snap open, before we cut to the opening titles. Fast X, of course. Now we cut to Mr. Nobody's Secret Government Agency. I don't think it has a name, so I just call it Mr. Nobody's Secret Government Agency. Now, since nobody bothered to find Mr. Nobody in the previous movie, (laughs) he is still missing and has been replaced by Agent Ames. Ames is joined by Mr. Nobody's daughter, Tess. Maybe her name is Tess Nobody. And the two catch the audience up on the events of the previous movies. So, they go through who all the main characters are, what their histories are, where they came from, what they've done. Basically, it's Tess explaining it to Ames. And Ames is like, well, I explain it right here. So, Ames seems to think that Dom and his crew are just common criminals. But Tess views them more romantically since she believes her father saw something special in them. She was basically like, these guys were our crack agents. 
No matter what they do, they get it. They get in and they get it done. They defy the laws of gravity and physics. It's amazing. But Ainsley's just like, I don't know. Didn't they come from like stealing TVs and stuff? It was much more grounded back in those days. <laughs> so we cut to the Toretto family house in Los Angeles where everyone has gathered for yet another family barbecue. Abuela Toretto gives a speech where she says she is proud of the magnificent family that Dom has built over the years. Of course, there's one empty seat. Well, there's always uh, one empty seat. Barbecue, because Brian, for some reason, still hasn't turned up. He's always late. Yeah, he's doing laps around the block. <laughs> so, Dom takes some time to reflect on the adventures he's had in the garage. So, he looks up at a photo of him and Letty, a photo of him and Brian, maybe a photo with, like, Roman's face scribbled out. <laughs> and, yeah, thinks about all the good times. And he has a, a moment where he connects with his son. So, we see a moment in the trailer where his son's sitting in the driver's seat of his car, and they have a little heart-to-heart with each other. So that night, Dom and Letty are lying in bed together, fully clothed, no hanky-panky in modern 2023 movies. So Dom tells Letty that little B told him that he sees Dom and his friends as not being afraid of anything. So this is the moment they had when they were connecting in the car earlier. But Dom admits that he is afraid of something. He's afraid of losing someone he cares about. I think that's a very adult fear that we all have. Yeah. Not Vin Diesel, though. He doesn't have that. Fear. No, he's, this is acting. This is acting. So this is Dom as a character. We're not talking about Vin Diesel, the actor here. So... Meanwhile, Dante tracks down Cypher to her evil hacker HQ, where he gives her two big bags of money. Dante wants to hire Cypher to help him take down Dom, but Cypher tells him that she's not impressed. Dante whips out a pair of knives and slashes two of Cypher's men. Cypher is impressed. (laughs) That's all it took? (laughs) By the way, Dante will be played as an over-the-top fruity and flamboyant man, and we've already discussed this a little bit, and sees himself as a mirror image of Dom. This is what they said uh, countless times in the the pre-release material. Even though, really, Dom and him are nothing alike. They're so different. Exactly. Dom isn't out there being super flamboyant and crazy. No. In fact, they're almost polar opposites personality-wise. Yeah. But I was watching like a behind-the-scenes featurette on the character of Dante, and he was, Jason Momoa was literally straight-faced saying to the camera, he's like, they're two sides of the same coin, except one is good and one's evil. I'm like, they're two completely different characters. Oh my God, I'm so sick of people saying it, two sides of the same coin. It's, it's as common as, I'm a Shakespearean villain. Yeah, I'm movie. a different kind of Bond girl. <laughs> yeah. So, Dom and his crew are hired to do one last job by Agent Ames and Tess. So, of course, you know, Dom is retired, Letty's retired, but they're like, one more job. Just like they did in the previous movie. Well, not really. Jacob turned up and then Dom was like, we have to sort this out. But anyway, it's always just like one last job, isn't it? So, they're to help transport a truckload of top secret government technology through the streets of Rome. But while Tage and Ramsey are driving the truck, Dante takes over the truck remotely and prevents them from leaving. So, he uses sort of like Cypher's hacker technology to do this. So, Tage breaks into the back of the truck and discovers that they're transporting a giant sea mine shaped bomb. As the truck reaches the top of a hill, Dante hits a button on his control panel and the back door of the truck opens up, releasing the bomb. The bomb tumbles down the street, smashing everything it comes into contact with. Dom has to drive for his life in order to avoid being crushed by the bomb, kind of like his Indiana Jones, (laughs) running away from the boulder. But meanwhile, Dante takes to the street on a motorbike to take out the gang and Agent Ames himself. But Letty spots Dante and gives chase on her own motorbike. Letty saves Ames' lackey little nobody from being blown up by one of Dante's limpet mines before running into Dom and the bomb. Letty crashes her bike and is instantly arrested by the Italian police. Dom manages to avoid the bomb for long enough and it crashes into a river. But Dante detonates the bomb and Dom has to drive as fast as he can and as furious as he can, I suppose, (laughs) to avoid the shockwave. The crew realises that the job was a setup and Ames turns against our heroes. I I guess at least peripherally so anyway, because I didn't really work that too much into my plot. (laughs) But Tess seems to think that something is fishy and secretly decides to help out Dom's crew. Dom tracks down Dante's hideout, where he finds that Dante has been secretly watching and studying Dom and his family for years. A nearby phone rings, and Dante is on the other end. 
Dante tells Dom that you built a life full of love and family. I never got that chance because obviously he killed his family. Yeah. Basically took all the money they had. This is pretty much what your brother said in the last movie. Yes. But took all the money they had. So the whole like basically ill-gotten family fortune that the Reyes family had was destroyed. So it drove, you know, Reyes into a life of poverty. He had no family left because they're all dead. And he says, you're about to learn all about fear. At the same time, a team of armed thugs led by Cypher burst into Brian's house. So this is happening simultaneously with the phone call. I know it won't make sense in a second, but go with me. And kidnap little B. So little B is, of course, Brian Jr. It's not Brian's son, but it's they decided to name the kid uh, as in uh, Dom and his Letty. previous wife. It's not Letty's oh, son, right? So Dom and his previous wife decided to name their son after the very alive Brian. Uh, for some reason, guess they just like him that much. And yeah, he was already kidnapped in F8, as we've already discussed. So but it's going to happen. Yeah, he's used to this. Also, he seems to be a different race. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. He went know. from being like the whitest little baby in the world to actually having dark skin I now. I didn't know if we would talk about this, but that's so his mother is white. Yes. Vin Diesel is definitely not black. What's yes. going on with their son? I do not know. Well, I hope they have a really friendly <laughs> like mailman who's like. <laughs> <laughs> Shame about your wife, man. I really liked her. <laughs> yeah, you guys seem to be very close. <laughs> Milkman's also black. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone in the neighborhood, <laughs> except for Vin Diesel. So Mia is pistol whipped by the thug. So she, this is in Brian's house. So as per usual, whenever Vin Diesel, sorry, whenever Dom goes off to do one of these missions. To a different Kieran. Yeah, they always like dump little B with uh, Brian and uh, Mia. But Mia is pistol whipped by the thugs and is left to watch in anguish. But here comes Jacob to save the day. He was hiding in the bathroom the whole time. And he blasts some of the armed thugs with a gun and power bombs one of them through the floor. Ah, oh, power bomb. Nice. Yeah. Like he's up in the, the top store and he power bombs them through the floorboards as, as if there's no like support beams <laughs> between the ceiling and the floor. He's just very strong. Yes. It was a cool moment in the trailer. But despite Jacob's best efforts, the bad guys still get away with little B. Cypher is shot during the fight. Don't forget she's here as well. And Dom arrives home just in time to confront her. I have no idea how he got to America so fast. <laughs> uh, maybe he tracked his hideout all the way to America. You're like, he went from Rome to America yes. and it was just a couple of blocks away <laughs> from his <laughs> house. <laughs> anyway, so the wounded Cypher tells Dom that the devil is coming and she is promptly arrested by Agent Ames's men. Dom meets with Tess in a bar who tells him that she's tracked Dante back to Rio de Janeiro. Dom suddenly realizes that Dante must be related to Hernan Reyes. Because he's like, there's only one person I knew in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Tess tells Dom that Dante is coming for him with everything he's got, but Dom shows no emotion whatsoever, as per usual. <laughs> Dom asks about Letty and finds out that she's been sent to a black site prison in Antarctica. And Tess says that there's no way that she can get Letty out. Dom says, nothing's impossible. You just have to have faith. He suddenly sounds like uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and he hands her that weird tracker crucifix from the previous movies. Since the audience is starting to get restless from all this talking, Tess fights a group of thugs in the bar for no reason at all. Our gang decides to split up, with Dom going to Brazil to confront Dante, and with Tage, Roman, Hahn, and Ramsey going to London to track down Shaw, because he's going to help them out. Cool. He's somewhat of a good guy now. Yeah. He's already worked with Mr. Nobody a couple of times, so yeah. they just want him back on their team. Well, he never was on their team. They just want him on their team, because he's a fan favourite, apparently. Well, he wouldn't have had his own movie if he wasn't. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the black prison site in Antarctica, Letty is surprised to wake up next to Cypher. The two have a really long and brutal fight before realizing that they have to work together in order to escape. Using Cypher's hacking skills, they manage to slip out of the prison and into the frozen Antarctic tundra. Don't worry, they get jackets so they won't be too chilly. Oh, that's good. Back in Rio, Dom goes to a sexy car party where a bunch of women shake their asses in slow motion. Dom meets up with an old friend who he used to race against. 
I call him Hawaiian Shirt Man. <laughs> so Dom's friend Hawaiian Shirt Man introduces his daughter Isabel, who is an accomplished street racer in her own right. Dante turns up to the party acting like a himbo and confronts Dom about killing his father and stealing his family's fortune. Dom tells Dante that he came to end Dante's suffering and that he burned his father's money rather than spending it. Everyone starts pointing guns at each other and Dom declares a street race. He's like, we don't shoot each other in these movies and we unless race. we do, we race. So Dante races against Dom, Isabel, and a couple of other nameless street racers. Dante flips some buttons and causes explosions to happen. Isabel's car <laughs> crashes. try to get to the end of their plot. But she is all right. This is halfway through my plot. Oh, wow. And since Dante tried to kill everybody, there's no clear winner of the race, and Dante gets away. In London, Han, Tej, Ramsey, and Roman track down Shaw to his hideout. Han and Shaw have a brief fight, even though Han really doesn't want to. After the scuffle, the team forms an uneasy alliance with Shaw, and he shows off his collection of cars and weapons. A bunch of police swarm Shaw's hideout, and our heroes have to fight them off. So, obviously, Shaw's done some sort of criminal heist in recent times, since he always was sort of dodgy in that way. Yeah. And the police have tracked him down, and he's like, if you want my help, we've got to get out of here. This leads to a car chase with Shaw and Han trying to big dick each other the whole time. That's that's what Shaw does in all of these movies. Yes, I know. <laughs> so, this plot prediction is getting too long, and I only have a few minutes left to finish writing this. This is word for word in my notes. There you go. There's a little bit of Kieran in there. So, there are a few more car chases and shootouts to pad the movie's runtime. <laughs> so, Tess manages to rescue Letty and Cypher from Antarctica, but Cypher betrays them and disappears. Doesn't come back for the rest of the plot. Dom and Mr. Nobody's agents have a shootout on the same bridge from the start of the movie, so back in 2011, with Dom using a car door as a shield. Dante threatens Dom and Letty with a knife, but Tess rescues them at the last second and taunts Dante by standing on his precious car bonnet. He's like, would you mind getting off my car? She just stamps her foot on the bonnet. He's like, that's so rude! <laughs> But Dante manages to get the better of Tess and escapes, and she is injured in the process. Dom carries Tess to safety, proving that he's a good guy to Agent Ames. So that whole very weak plotline that I had in my plot is resolved. So this leads to the final fight, where our heroes load up on weapons and cars and pursue Dante, who is leading a convoy of cars on a, on a big long highway. Little B is trapped in Dante's car, and Dante is using him as leverage. Our heroes appear in a carrier plane above the highway, and Dom shouts, I'm coming for you, son, before dropping out of the plane in his car. <laughs> His car lands on two bad guy cars and they're destroyed while Dom's car is totally fine without a single scratch on the paint job. <laughs> Dom says, you'll never be able to break my family and tears after Dante's car. Two helicopters appear above Dom and one of the helicopters shoots a harpoon cable into Dom's car. But Dom drives off the edge of one of the highway onto another highway below. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And pulling the two helicopters into each other and they, of course, Because we see that in one of the trailers. Yes, that's right. Dom somehow manages to rescue little B from Dante in a daring stunt. Maybe he, like, leans out of the car with his feet still on the pedals and grabs him out of the passenger seat and narrowly avoids being killed by two trucks on top of a dam. But Dom dodges the two trucks by driving off the dam and down the dam wall while the two trucks blow up behind him. They run into each other. They're full of petrol, so they just make blow a huge up. fireball. They all blow up, yeah. Dom hands off little B to Jacob because his car's basically destroyed at this point, who is driving a car mounted with cannons. Jacob blows up some bad guys with the cannons and little B thinks it's awesome. He says shit and Jacob says, if you stub your toe or you're in a cannon car, then it's okay to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> or if you just come out of a Fast and Furious movie and you're coming up with a single word to describe it. It's not fair, not fair. We haven't seen it yet. Yes, it could be good. <laughs> it could be great. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it after this show. Maddie D and I will go together. Dom confronts Dante and beats him up and ultimately spares him so he can appear in the sequel. Now, the movie, kind of like Star Wars Episode Five, ends on a somewhat somber note, but maybe CGI Paul Walker will pop up and make everyone cheer. You think they'll do that? Maybe. Because they've, they've been very strong on- I mean, yes. Yes, I have to be firm in my okay, prediction. All right, all right. 
Because they, they've never really shown him before. This is They know. did already have a CGI Paul Walker in a previous movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If you remember uh, when he died during the making of it, was it yeah. the seventh one? Yeah, it was the seventh they, one. They had him was kind of there. They had like a deep fake version of him, which looked kind of creepy, <laughs> to sort of have like a goodbye. And yes, and they had him- He's, he's going to appear in this movie at the start, but- Yeah, that's right. In, like I said, archival footage. Mm. Footage from Fast Five. Yeah. But like I said, I think they'll have like a fun CGI version pop up at the end and be like, great job, guys. Sorry I couldn't be there to see it. <laughs> did anyone hold my chair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Why is Jacob sitting in my chair? Who's that Jacob guy? <laughs> yeah. And so that was my plot. I'm excited to get into Matty for, D's plot. Yeah, for something you weren't too confident with. Sorry. I'm not confident with that one at all. I don't even think I've got the order of events right, to be honest. Right. Well, I don't know. It seemed pretty good to me. It seemed pretty thorough. Um, okay. In comparison to my plot, which I'll wow. get into. Right. So- First thing I think we're going to open with a flashback. Mm. Childhood flashback. Yes. And Dom elect- and Jacob in like a little cot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you <laughs> know, crib for our breaking out of the playpen like in Rugrats. Yes. And he gets on one of those little push cars. You know, the ones with like the big handle on the back. It's got yes. like a smiley face on the front. Yes. <laughs> it just tears off down the hallway. No, we do not need any more Jacob and Dom flashbacks. No. What we are going to get is a flashback with Dom and Dante. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's exactly what you said. It, we're going to wow, see okay. the heist that Brian and Dom commit against Dante's father. Yeah, Hernan. Hernan, which is the events of the fifth movie. Now, we're going to see Dom and Brian use a car to steal a vault from Hernan. This mm. will turn into a spectacular car chase in which Hernan will convince his son to pursue them. Dom and Brian will get away. Uh, eventually, I said in helicopters. Dante, that's will not f- the case. In the I don't care. Movie. We're going with it. Uh, so he's wrong already. <laughs> I, I'm wrong with a lot of things here in your plot. So Dante, we will- don't know that I'm right. Well, I just know I'm right in this circumstance because <laughs> I watched the end of Fast Five. So in my head, they're like driving around and you know they're avoiding all this stuff, and then eventually they get in the helicopters and fly away. I didn't watch the fifth movie, so I don't know that that doesn't happen. Okay, but that's what I decided would happen in this movie. Now Dante, so how does? Okay, sorry, I just you were about to say it. Oh yeah, so Dante is pursuing them. And he falls off a bridge into water. How? Yeah, uh, like, Just clumsily drives off the edge? Oh, he's like pursuing them and he misses and there's explosions and he falls. Okay. And as- there's no safe in your version yeah. that smacks into him. <laughs> no. <laughs> as he's in the water, he's looking angry and we understand that he wants vengeance. Flash to present day. Where Do- he's now Batman. And he is Batman. <laughs> he is. Well, he's Aquaman. He's in the water. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so- now we get to present day and Dom and too many characters are having an outdoor barbecue at yeah. Ranch to Dom. The mat- You're saying it's on his farm from the previous movie? Yeah. Rather than in LA? Yeah. Okay. It's, it looked like his ranch, right? Looked like his property. In your plot it is. All right. My plot it is. That old lady gives a speech about family. That old lady. <laughs> yep. Who's at- this old lady? Uh, she's like the maternal figure of Dom. You mentioned her. I don't know. She was just some old Abuela lady. Abuela Toretto. Yeah. Yeah, geez, if I knew Spanish, I'd almost say that could be his grandmother. Yeah. Oh, wait, it is. His grandmother. So, a bunch of- Hey, does that mean I get a point for helping you in the future? Because you just said some old lady. Yeah, well, that that is some old lady, his grandmother. Congrats congrats on you in the future, Kieran. (laughs) Two years in the future when we do the (laughs) When we actually- Shut up, continue. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So, you know, they're all having a barbecue. They're all having a great time. She talks about family and how important it is, blah, 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 blah. We saw it in the trailer. Uh, We see a bunch of characters have moments where they cheers with Coronas together. Uh, Yeah. One of the major sponsors. Oh, yes, God. We're going to see so many Coronas. When everyone leaves, Letty and Dom will have a moment with their son, Little B. I just have in my notes in brackets, dumb, that they call him Little B. uh, Well, we'll people will get confused otherwise. Yeah. Brian is here as well. Um, They'll remark that B is as good, good at cars as Dom. 
Wow, okay. Look at that. How do they know that? They share- Well, you know, he he's interested in cars. He does the thing where they let him, like, drive up into the garage when they get home. No, I think Like, it's- Dom puts him on his lap and he holds the steering wheel like I- my dad used to do. I think it's going to be more- He's going to learn how to, like, fix cars with his dad and he's okay. going to understand it. Not to a- Sort of in the same way that uh, Adonis Creed's daughter was already, like, into boxing. Yes. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Adonis Creed. Yeah. I'm trying you to- You don't know what I'm talking I'm about, do you? I remember that movie, but I can't- You haven't seen it. Well, we know we predicted it. We we spoke about- Was was she into boxing or was she not into boxing? In my plot, she was into boxing oh. and it was the case in the movie right, as well. Right, right, Okay, yeah. But I don't think she was mentioned in your plot. Probably not. We'll find out in the future. <laughs> That's a future episode. But back to what we're talking about I, today. Yeah, I think he's going to be interested in cars and how cars work. Not to a like a high level, but you know, to right. enough of a level that you're like, oh, well. He's it's not like Rocket Raccoon. No, not like Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. Let's not get sad, Kieran. Okay. So, Dom will have a moment with Letty in bed Ooh. where they say some shit about family or little Sorry. Uh, then all of a sudden, bad guys attack the place. My little now- family member wasn't performing <laughs> today. <laughs> Now, it makes sense. I was listening to your plot and you said that Dom wasn't in the house when these bad guys attacked. And it sounds like you saw a trailer that I did not see because I didn't really- I saw bits and pieces of this, but I didn't see uh, a lot of the break-in when it happens. And I should have known that- Wait, wait. You're doubling down on what you predicted in the previous movie. So, you're saying that bad guys, uh, maybe from Thailand, uh, are uh, raiding- the, the Dom's Rambo-style ranch. Yes. And Dom is there and Letty's there. Yes. Okay, so that's exactly what you said in the last movie. Yes. And you were wrong. Yes. So, you're doubling down on it yes, this time. Okay. this time. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down, but it makes sense that Dom wouldn't be there because if I if I put my Vin Diesel psychology so in does place, that mean more points for me in the future as well he for helping is, you? He, he's not going to be the guy that loses his family. So. Oh, wait. So, this is even what you said last time. Yeah. You said that Did Dom was- that exact yeah, same Yeah, you thing. said that Dom was out driving around in the countryside- when uh, the bad guys came and kidnapped- uh, You even said that Brian was kidnapped, which never happened in the last movie. Yeah. Well, I'm saying Brian is kidnapped here. Well, we know that's a fact this yeah. time. And this is where he gets kidnapped. And you're saying it's in the ranch rather than yep. in Los Angeles. I am, yes. And you're saying that Letty's there. And I'm saying okay, Letty's cool. there. And I'm saying Dom's there too. Because oh, you're saying that he is there he now. He is there, yes. Okay. But you're saying listening to my plot, it makes sense that he's not there. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. But I've I've just well for something different I'm going to say that Dom's here. This is a Lord of the Rings style epic where we're trying different things. Okay, here. we're going against the grain. Uh, Vin Diesel wants to do something different, so he'll be there. And yeah, they, they, the son gets kidnapped. Anyway, Dom will meet with Queenie because uh, you know he's yeah. like, oh man, I need to need to find out where we my need to son put Queenie is. in this movie. Yeah, we need to. So he does so in London, England. That's where we get our location. There, Queenie gives him some information about who stole some jewelry. Yes, who stole their son? Yep. Yeah, because yeah, she gives him a lift. <laughs> That's what she does. She, she takes him lift. outside of Dante's house where he's having a party. Yeah. So, she's the one that tells him about Dante, tells tells him about who Dante is and what so, the past is. Exactly like in F9? Yes. Okay. Yes. You literally are just using your plot from the previous movie. <laughs> so, she tells him that Dante is more arrogant. And then she flies him to Athens in a helicopter. <laughs> no. No. She tells him that Dante is more arrogant and unpredictable than his father was and is right. a dangerous man. Probably the most dangerous man you've ever faced, Dom. Aside yeah. from all the other dangerous people you've faced. Yeah. Dom says not as dangerous as family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, Dom and Letty go and recruit the whole crew together. Again, yep. it's a big staple in these kind of movies. And there are way too many characters in their crew. Uh, they'll have individual moments here with everyone. So, who's in their crew? 
Ah, uh, you know everybody. <laughs> Can you at least name five of them? Right. Yeah. Sure. So we've got Ramsey's in the crew. Yep. We everybody's have favorite Ramsey. Everyone's favorite. We have uh, Trey is in the crew. Who's that? He must be new. Tech expert mechanic, uh, ludicrous. Is he, Trey Parker is he related to uh, Trey Parker from Trey- uh, South Park? <laughs> what was his name? Tej. Tej. Right. <laughs> Tedge is is in the crew. Roman's in the crew. Uh, Jacob's in the crew. Okay. Shaw will be in the crew later on. Shaw later on, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a mysterious man who I will not name (laughs) who happens to be Han. Yes, Han as well. Okay. I helped you with that one too. Yes. I mean, all the the regulars. I don't need to to elaborate. Everyone knows. No, that's literally all of them. Mm. I mean, plus a few additional ones that I'm not sure are in the crew, but yeah, whatever. Mm, We'll see. So, the crew members will have individual moments here when they're introduced, but for the right. most part, they're going to be sidelined for the entire movie. As is standard. Maybe they'll get, like, uh, a, a moment. Joke. Maybe they'll get a joke. Maybe they'll get an action scene, but they'll be in the background of these action scenes. The comedic yeah. characters will get snappy one-liners, and the serious ones will get handshakes with Dom or looking at yep. him in solidarity, because that's what happens in these types of movies. Yes. They go to Italy. Dom will try and because Dom some takes pasta. Yeah. yeah, Dom will order some pasta, and you know they're taking a load off because it's been a very stressful week. He, he gets like red pasta sauce all over his white singlet. No, <laughs> and he only brought one white singlet. So yeah. what's he gonna do? Damn it. That's the conflict of this movie. Yeah. It's like Dom going and to Dom Day's in the in the <laughs> kitchen wearing a chef's hat, going, "Ha ha ha, got him." He's going to different like stores in Italy, and he's like, "Do you have a white singlet?" It's like we don't sell those here. Oh! What is he gonna do? Maybe he'll get like little little nanobots in his body that can like clean up the spaghetti yeah, maybe. sauce. There we go. There's a throwback for you, people. What was I saying? Oh, they go to Italy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I, that was my fault again. D- Dom, uh, so they go after uh, Dante. Dom will try to hit Dante where it hurts and try to steal one of Dante's trucks. And uh, so this is like a heist that they do. Okay. Uh, and so Dante's just in the middle of doing something yep. business related in Rome. Yes. And so they go there to be like, let's get his, let's get revenge for little B. By stealing one of his trucks. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to steal one of his trucks, what they assume is like some important cargo to mess up his operation. And while that's happening, they're using that as a distraction so that John Cena or Jacob will rescue Dom's son back. Okay. Yeah, that's clever. Well, interesting. Not not really, but you know. Uh, They realize the truck has a bomb in it. The bomb is like a ball and Dante has it on a remote control. It escapes and it can actually like move around. It picks the lock of the car. It bursts out and it can move around. So they're sort of fighting that. The gang will try to avoid avoid it as it's causing chaos in the streets of Italy. Yep. Eventually, uh, Dante- <laughs> So, yeah. This- squashes Luca and Alberto as ja- they're coming out of a gelato of shop. Of course, of course. Ja- Jacob uh, will rescue little B at a point in his cannon car, but eventually okay. Dante will get him back. From- in this desert that they have in the middle of Rome for some reason. Yeah, outside the city. It's like a, you know- a Oh, place no, no. they just build it for yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a theme park. It's a desert theme oh, park. Oh, Desert Land. Yeah, yeah desert my favourite. <laughs> Uh, they'll hop around to different locations, getting involved in car chases, heists okay. involving Dante. They did that too. Okay. They, they eventually uh, will get to Portugal. Dante challenges Dom to a race similar to the traditional oh, it's Fast in Portugal, and Furious. Is it? Yes. Okay. F- Fast and Furious That's movies. Smart. Huh? That's smart. I didn't work Portugal in at all. I saw it was a location here, so I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe. They play this up for tension, but eventually Dom wins the race, but Dante doesn't want to relinquish little B because he's the bad guy. They end up in a fist fight. Dom defeats him. Dante gets taken by the authorities. So there's all the, you know- Well, he's arrested by the police. Yeah, he's arrested. He's arrested by like the higher order authorities. And they will thank Dante killed anybody? 
he kills like just regular folk on the streets and ah, stuff. Ah, so they can arrest him. But also Good. he he's involved with like espionage and like, yeah. you know, like stealing. So all the people stuff. he killed were, were good guys, so the police have grounds to arrest him, is what you're saying. Because <laughs> yes. otherwise they just have to yeah, let him go. They just let him go. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well he's he's involved in a lot of criminal activities. He's a wanted yeah. man, so they arrest Fair him. Fair enough. Um, so the FBI come in and arrest him. Yep, yep. And uh, they thank Dom for helping them out. Dom has a sobering moment with his son. They all have another barbecue. Everything is smiles, glances at each other. And little yep. B will come out and say, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> and that's- the- And then Dom comes out with a roast goose. <laughs> a cooked goose for everyone. He learned the meaning of Christmas yeah. after all. So that's wow. my plot. I know it was brief, but I've got a few yeah, additional predictions. I was going to say, so much of the movie wasn't in your plot. <laughs> I've got a few uh, additional predictions just to okay. give you some semblance of points in the future. Now, John Cena, Jacob, will be nothing like his character in the previous movie mm. and will be more like the John Cena in every other movie that we've grown to love, as in oh. goofy, stone-faced, played going to be like us. Peacemaker from The Suicide Squad. Yes, yes. He's going to be exactly so. like that. So, John Cena's really good in that kind of comedic- Just keeps trying to hit on every woman. Straight-faced role. So, they're going to make Jacob more like that than the gritty guy that was in the previous movie. Dante will be flamboyant. Momoa will yep. attempt to make him like a Russell Brand slash Boy George slash Johnny wow. Depp eccentric for the most slash part. Liberace. Yeah, you know, pick, pick slash your, Paul Lind. Pick your people. For the most part, he'll be just a typical arrogant Fast and Furious villain. And Momoa will not be convincing in this role, if I get that Wow, right. okay. That point. Cypher, I didn't even mention her at all. Jeez, I love that this is like a new element of Matty <laughs> D's predictions where he just shits on an actor without any sort of like prior reasoning. I like him. I like the guy. But I don't think he'll uh, do this well. And I think that has okay. a lot to do with the script. But I could be wrong. Wow. Give me deduct points for me if I'm wrong. What? If, deduct points? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll no, Actually, I don't need you to deduct points. Okay, I need all, all right. the points I got. Just, just, just zero uh, points. Just laugh at me if I'm wrong. I'll give you a single Roman point. <laughs> Thank you. Which is a zero. So, Cypher will be working with Dante reluctantly, even though she will think- Oh, wow. You finally worked Cypher into your plot. Yeah. So, I think I think Dante will sort of find Cypher. They'll work together because she's got- You, you know, mean exactly like- like Jacob did in the previous movie. Yeah, exactly like Jacob did in the previous movie. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't do the yeah, same thing. Yeah. Well, in the promotional material, it kind of indicates that. It also said that Dante, the, the, the words in the in the promotional material was they work together, but one of them is afraid of the other. So obviously, yeah. it's going to be Cipher that's intimidated by Dante because we're building him up to be the big bad guy. Sure. Okay. So Cipher will think that Dante goes too far in a lot of his actions. Eventually, Cypher will go against Dante and mm. help Dom and his crew and become a member of the Fast and Furious extended family. And she wow. might even be invited to even a barbecue. Even though she killed Dom's wife. Yeah, but, you know, we forgive stuff now. Like, like Jacob's there. Like, you know, it's Jacob all- didn't kill anybody yeah, in the maybe family. Not, but it's all water under the bridge. She gets invited to the barbecue. My last prediction is we will both complain about this movie. Okay. We both won't like it, you're saying. <laughs> I think so, so. I just got to go in and pretend like I really liked it, and then you'll be wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you you can't lie to me, Kieran. That's I know, true. I know you. I, That's I, true. I don't, I don't think you could pretend to like something if you didn't like it. Fair um, enough. Look, I don't want to be negative about this movie. I'm sure if you're a fan of this movie, it'll I'm be good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very nice. And I wish it all the best. Yes. But uh, I like I said, we could end up really enjoying it. So, we could be eating our words mm. uh, today. Later today. Later today, exactly. And I think it's a hard movie to predict because it's not a fun oh, movie to predict. So, I guess I drag my feet with this We've one. We've said this before time and time again. Action movies are never fun to no. predict. We said this about John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah. I mean, they may be fun movies. I thought John Wick Chapter 4 was a great time, but- 
they're just not fun for us to predict because it's not something that we can really sink our teeth into plot-wise. And, you know, just throwing action scenes at the wall is never something really fun to discuss. No. So, quite like me, you've got to pepper the episode with desperate and clamoring <laughs> jokes in order to, to call what we have content. Because there's- Yeah, exactly. Because there's very little plot beats of these kind of movies, despite what Vin Diesel yeah. thinks. So, it's, it's all just like, what's the next action scene? What's happening there? So, you know, I totally get that that's what the movie's going to be. Um, but it's better to set the bar low, right? And expect it not to be good and then be surprised yeah. enjoy it, which we Absolutely. might do. So, that's yeah. what I've gone in with this, you know, as well as being very hungover and very ill-prepared. But that's yeah. the plot I'm going with and we'll see how we go in the episode. When the movie comes out. Yeah, well done. I don't think your plot was terrible. Thanks. I don't think your plot will match the movie, though. <laughs> it was close-ish to your plot, though. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. There was a scene in there that matched, so yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to see it now. Can't wait to see who's closer. But yeah, like I said, we can find out right now. So, you, the dear listener, have you already seen Fast X? What are your thoughts on it? Is it the best Fast and Furious movie you've seen? Is it the worst Fast and Furious movie you've seen? Don't bother sending us a plot prediction unless you haven't seen the movie. But, you know, there's there's ample chance you could just cheat. So, oh, we're going to be less encouraging of people sending in plot predictions. But you're more than welcome to let us know your thoughts on the movie. Send us a ranking of all of the Fast and Furious movies from top to bottom. That'd wow. be nice. And maybe even drop us a review of this one. Do you think we did a great job predicting it? Do you think we did a terrible job predicting it? Let us know any of your thoughts. You can find us at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can hunt us down on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I like that I say it as though like those are our pages. Like we just have Facebook, all of Facebook, we all, own of, Facebook. Inst- all yeah. of Instagram, all of Twitter. Don't tell everybody. We have like- pages on those platforms is what I should uh, qualify it by saying. Or you could just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. That's our episode for another week. But before we wrap it up, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, as is standard, we're returning to an installment of actual spoilers where we're going to revisit a movie we covered in the past and see how close we got at predicting it. This one I'm excited to revisit because it's something that both Matty D and I had radically different ideas of what was going to happen in the movie. And it's a movie that... uh, I think we have mixed feelings on because next week we're returning to the world of The Purge where we cover how well we did with predicting the plot of The Forever Purge. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. Which I think is the, I don't know, I think was claimed to be the final installment in The Purge franchise, but we will see. Matty D's, you know, father, son, holy ghosting, crossing himself in the hopes that it is. (laughs) Is this the only Purge movie you've seen? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I can't wait to discuss it next week. I think it is. And I cannot wait to discuss what you predicted in that plot. Oh, really? Because it was a fun time, I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) So, join us next week when we're going to talk all about how well we did with The Forever Purge. And until then... Until then, we'll see you next time, family. There's one suit left. You obviously started this, you were a little younger. Yeah. It's getting a little harder as you go on. Like, does the back hurt? The knee oh, is my back! Oh, someone! <laughs> Give me a title. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> does it... You know what gets harder? The work off screen. The thinking... The the expanding... There's a reason why Token stopped writing <laughs> after a while. <laughs> because it's so hard to continue mythologies. <laughs> Nobody thinks about it in that context. But it's real. It's, 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 it's not the easiest thing in the world to, um. This is the Lord of the Rings of action movie. This is the Lord of the Rings of action. Well said. From your mouth to God's ears. It's so true. I should have stopped after the Hobbit.